0: Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News du jour a calmer space to consume the news. So I wanted to remind you guys, you know, if you're a little hungover today because you had too much fun at Sunday Fun Day, I wanted to remind you we have a 20% off code for you guys for Liquid IV. Go online, get your Liquid IV now so that next time you have a hangover, it is literally within reach. Again, 20% off. Liquid IV is my number one way to beat a hangover or get over being sick or recover from a tough workout. It hydrates your body so much quicker than any other sports drink on the market so it is my number one go-to. Plus I love how the little packets just fit into your purse so seamlessly or your pocket and that way you can just dump it into water at a restaurant or at the airport what have you. It is the easiest way to stay hydrated. Check it out today. So first up, we do have a mini story for you guys. Then we're going to update you guys on Trump's document case. And then we're going to jump into two fake disappearances to you guys. Let's get into the details. So first up for mini stories, this is totally random, but inflation has gotten the better of the New York City subway system now, too. The price of New York City subway tickets is going up for the first time in years from $2.75 to $2.90. But inflation isn't totally the only culprit here. There are simply fewer people riding the subway nowadays, anyway. After the pandemic, many more people are working from home, as we all know, either part time or all the time. And so they had to put off raising rates because they were trying to kind of you know lure people back to the subway but it hasn't happened and now prices had to go up okay and so a trial date has been set in Trump's document case and this is kind of a piece of news we were waiting for if you guys remember when we left off the judge in Florida in the documents case had a big decision in front of her remember the prosecution they were asking for a trial date to be set for December 1st so really soon here and then Trump's lawyers were asking the judge to postpone the trial pretty much indefinitely but definitely until after the election well, the judge came down somewhere in the middle on this. So she did set a trial date and she did set it for before the election, but she set it for May of 2024. So it's actually a ways away. Now, May 2024 will actually be that spring slash summer season leading up to the election, which honestly is like the hottest part of the election. This will make this case Pretty fucking dramatic, if you ask me. Election season is such a beast on its own, presidential election seasons. And so there will be so much drama in just a normal presidential election season. And now we're going to have these media bombshells being dropped on the regular from the trial. And it's just going to be nuts. Those bombshells, though, will only involve one candidate. And that puts a lot of pressure on the Republican Party. That is, if Trump ends up being the Republican nominee. While Trump does have competition, when it comes down to the numbers, he really doesn't. He is far and away the Republican Party's top candidate when their voters are polled. So it will definitely be interesting to see if the Republican Party decides that Trump's legal issues are too much to take on, or if they will simply go with him because he is the candidate with the biggest numbers. We'll just have to wait and see. And next step for today, we are going to talk about not one, but two stories of abductions being faked that have come out in the past month or so. Pretty crazy. Let's get into the details. So first up, of course, we have to talk about Carly Russell. So I posted a snippet about Carly onto our Instagram stories, and you guys responded that you did want to hear more about what happened in this case. So I'm going to break it down for you guys. In case you haven't had time to go down the TikTok rabbit hole that is Carly Russell, I wanted to paint a very full picture for you guys about what this case is really all about. And to fully understand it, I think we need to go back in time and really start with the Gabby Petito phenomenon, because it really set the stage for what happened with Carly Russell's case. Do you guys remember how when Gabby Petito went missing, every media outlet, every influencer, anyone with a pulpit was screaming her name to the rooftops? It really put that national pressure onto the perpetrator and helped her case get resolved more quickly than it otherwise would have albeit with a very tragic ending. But following that moment, there was a distinct discussion nationally about how white women, who society views as pretty helpless and very innocent, are by far the ones who garner the most media attention when they go missing. So we as a nation have come to this realization and have reckoned with this. So when Carly Russell went missing in Alabama, let's just say it was like striking a match to the gasoline of that national conversation. Carly was undeniably beautiful. She had a great job. She called her mom to said she had seen a baby on the side of the road by itself and she stopped to check on that baby when she might have gone missing. So she definitely seemed like a good person trying to do the right thing. He was caught in a bad position. So here's the thing, guys. Black women and women of color generally, especially indigenous women, too, have been covered on this podcast time and time again as they go missing and are murdered at higher rates. So I never want to hear anyone misconstruing this case to represent a whole community of people who are perpetually victimized. That said, this case did take a major plot twist that none of us were expecting, But before we get caught up in that plot twist, I did want to take a step aside for a moment about a quick note about how she went missing. A week or two prior to her going missing, a podcast called Radio Rental, which is very popular, you know, it's kind of true crime, kind of scary story type podcast. They put out an episode about a young woman who was almost lured into the woods when she saw a baby on the side of the road, alone and crawling. She stopped her car, got out, only to notice that it was a baby doll that had a string tied around its neck being pulled into the dark woods. She obviously immediately jumped back in her car and sped off. She informed the police, but this radio rental episode of this podcast, well, it kind of informed the world about that situation. And so when Carly went missing and she said she had stopped to help a baby on the side of the road, I did note that to my husband because again, that radio rental episode had just come out like one or two weeks before this happened. And I said, what are the chances to my husband? But I more meant like, It was really unfortunate that she hadn't heard that episode in time to know better than to stop. She fell for this ruse. That's how I felt about it. But now that we have heard the plot twist, I kind of feel the opposite. I wonder if it's possible that that radio rental episode may have inspired her to do what she did. When police arrived where Carly said she had seen this baby crawling, they found Carly's car, her wig, her cell phone, her uneaten takeout in the car, and her purse. Alarm bells immediately went off all over the internet, and TikTok, in particular, lit the fuck up with this case. You could not scroll two videos down without another influencer who was raising awareness about Carly. And thank God, right? I mean, we need more action like this, swift action. But just two days later, when Carly came strolling back into her neighborhood, with $100 stuffed into her sock, let's just say the police had some questions. Prior to her disappearance, a number of items went missing at Carly's workplace. She had very suspicious internet activity, such as Googling, you know, how to steal cash from a cash register, or do you have to pay back an Amber Alert? Right before she disappeared, she also made a stop at Target where she bought a bunch of snacks, like large amounts of Cheez-Its, and those snacks were not found in her vehicle, suggesting that she took them with her wherever she had gone. She had also searched for the film Taken, which is all about a teen girl who gets abducted. When Carly showed up, she had an elaborate story about a red-haired man and a woman who had abducted her, put her inside an 18-wheeler, undressed her, and took photos of her. The police in this area then held a press conference, essentially saying that her story simply wasn't adding up and that they were still investigating, and that's when they revealed these details that thrust her story into new light. Again, they're still investigating, but that said, Carly's story is not the only false abduction story that we have heard as of late. So there was a boy in Houston, Texas, who allegedly went missing eight years ago, and he was found this month, and it looks like he may have been home the whole time. This child's name is Rudolph or Rudy Ferreras. Rudy supposedly went for a walk in 2015 with his dogs and vanished. He had some mental disabilities and his family had feared the worst. So they alerted the police and got a GoFundMe started. For years and years, his mother continued to attest to the police that her son was still missing and she urged them to keep looking. She said that he had been devastated by the death of his older brother in a motorcycle accident and maybe took off because of that. But it also seems that tragedy had struck the family a second time when Rudy's father died by suicide after losing his job. He was found to be a part of a ticket rigging scheme in the Houston police force. The mother seemed to think that maybe all of this was simply too much for young Rudy and he had left the home willingly or that someone took advantage of his sullen state. But over the years since that fateful day where he was said to have wandered off, neighbors have said that they've seen the boy around the neighborhood, at the park, that he had come and spent time in their homes. So the neighborhood knew that he was not missing. Then, all of a sudden, the boy is found, unresponsive, on the steps of a church with cuts and bruises all over his body. The boy was then, of course, transported to a hospital, and initially, he was nonverbal. But he's now saying he no longer wants contact with his mother, which kind of seems like it may confirm everyone's worst fears that his mother has potentially been hiding him at the home all these years and profiting off his fake disappearance. The police are continuing to investigate this situation as well. Let's hope that they can get to the bottom of things. But most importantly, keep everyone safe. And that is is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, if you tell the truth, you never have to get your story straight. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just media, all one word, on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.